This is the First Downs with Dave podcast. It's time for the kickoff. Let's play some football. Set. Certainly take their football seriously, don't they? A few points will excuse us. We'll run along and play another football. Let the games begin. What's up, everybody? This is episode 10 of First Chance with Dave, and it's the first one of the new semester, so I'd like to welcome you guys back. I hope you had a great break, and we're just going to get into the swing of things again. This past few weeks, college football season has ended, and the NFL season is coming to an end, so we'll just start with college football. Georgia, back-to-back champions. Congrats to all you Georgia guys out there, Georgia fans out there. Josiah should enjoy that little, you know, shout-out. They play great. I can't really deny them. I think that Ohio State game would have been differently if Marvin Harrison finishes that game, and, you know, I can't factor in JS in because he didn't play so but I mean early Ohio State looked good in that semifinal I mean they were hitting all cylinders the game plan was perfect they worked to perfection kept Stroud in a clean pocket got the receivers open in favorable matchups and they took shots so uh, I feel like if they finish that game 100% healthy I think that they probably end up playing that championship against TCU but I mean we can't go and off of what ifs and stuff like that and Georgia's your national champion uh, that was a terrible probably the worst national championship game I've ever seen in my existence I mean I'm only 21 but 38 to 7 at half and it's just not looking any like TCU was just not meant to be on that field with them that day credits to Georgia for the game plan and the athletes they got and knowing how to use their guys I mean Kirby had a, did a great job of making those guys seem like they were nothing uh, by the media me, making the media seem like they couldn't do it go back to back even though they had you know a few first rounders still in that defense uh, even though they lost a lot so I mean shout out to them not really gonna touch too much on the college football just because it's been so far away and the NFL's been hitting at all cylinders you know it's playoff football now so we're just gonna switch over to that uh this NFL playoff so far has been kind of crazy we've seen Trevor Lawrence come back from a 27.0 lead against Justin Herbert and win a game in Jacksonville for the playoff spot to be uh to move up to the division to play Patrick Mahomes so I think Jacksonville's gonna be a really interesting team to look at this offseason I'm gonna dive into that more uh in later episodes about the offseason for teams but Jacksonville is a great team with a bright future ahead of them as long as they just keep moving the right direction they got the coach they got the quarterback I mean that's really the two main things you need honestly the Bills and the Bengals play this past weekend and man one team is just better than the other <laughs> Bengals got the ball first and just went down in like six seven plays and just score and and then from then on I just knew what type of game was going to be Josh Allen couldn't get anything going the Bills have no identity I know I've been on record saying that Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the football but since about like like week four, I think when Pat went down to Tampa and put up 40 on Tampa, I think I've changed my decision. All my friends can vouch for me on that. Pat's the best quarterback in the league. Possibly the best I've ever seen with my own two eyes, like live and in action. So yeah, he's special. Um, but back to that Bengals-Bills uh, game, Joe Burrow's probably the last guy I would want to see in a playoff game just because of how um, how fast his mind moves and how he knows where everybody's supposed to be and where they're supposed to be at. He's just prepared for everything, even with the battle line. And he has all the weapons in the world, in my opinion. You know, you got arguably the best receiver in football when he's healthy, Jamar Chase. He's the most dominant guy. He changes so many coverages. He affects so many defensive game plans as a receiver. It's kind of crazy. Then you got T. Higgins, who's a jump ball threat that can take the ball uh, from anywhere on the field and go 50 at any time just depending on how the play set up. Then you got Joe Mixon and Samaj P. running out of the backfield. They're both great backs, physical, run hard, get downhill, make make you miss. And they got Tyler Boyd as a third option. That's really good for them 
you know, he does what he needs to do. And if he gets hot, you know, you're kind of in trouble just because of how they play. But the Bengals, as much as they credit to get on the offense, I'd like to give their defense some credit to, you know, their defensive coordinator who didn't get any head coaching uh, requesting interviews from any NFL team, which is kind of surprising the way he's flipped that defense around in the Burrow era. Um, you know, you got Mike Hilton, you got uh, Woozy is hurt. He makes Eli Apple which I think everybody in the NFL media isn't the biggest fan of uh, Apple just because of how, you know, he acts, you know, he's a cocky corner. He doesn't, you know, he's a corner, you know, he can't really fault him for it. Just how they are in their DNA, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, he's got all those guys that aren't considered like big names uh, playing like the best guys in the world. You know, they, they play as a team. They know what they're good at. They know what they're not good at. And they just stay away from what they're not good at. They just focus on their strengths and just maximize their strengths as any good team should. And they're just going to be a hard out. I mean, uh, this week coming up is going to be fun to watch against the Chiefs. I'll, I'll dive into that preview in a little bit. But I just wanted to just give a little recap on that Bills-Bengals game. It was just so one-sided. I would have picked the Bills. I'd pick the Bills. I think I've missed two games so far in the playoffs, unfortunately. Um, that game and the Chargers game, I don't even want to talk about that anymore. I already touched on this. I don't got to touch on it again. Um, but, yeah, the guys are just – the guys in Cincinnati are just playing better football than everybody else, in my opinion, uh, so far. And the AFC side besides the Chiefs, you know, that's going to be a fun matchup. Let's go over to the NFC. Uh, the 49ers and the, the Cowboys had a great game this past weekend. Um, this was the game of the week, I would say, uh, that produced the most that we thought it was going to. You know, we saw both sides having all these star players and stuff of that nature. And I feel like every guy that was on the 49ers that needed to make a play, in my opinion, made a play uh, – Fred Warner is insane. He's the best linebacker in the league easily. I mean, he has been there for a few years, but he just shows it weekly. He just plays at a different level. You know, he can do anything. He can fit the run. Uh, he can drop back and guard your best receiver down the seam in a Tampa 2 coverage and just runs with him. And if he turns his head around on that pass to C.D. Lamb, that should have went to T.Y. Hilton because he was wide open, but he went to C.D. Lamb instead. If he turns around and tell him he picks that off, and that's two picks from him a day. Um, Dak... He didn't play terrible, but he didn't win the game. You know, um, I feel like when your defense holds the San Francisco 49ers offense to, what, 19 points, you got to win that game no matter what. I think CMC had 50 yards rushing, um, if I'm not mistaken. I don't got the stats up right now. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like, you know, you got to do something to win. They, they they don't have the best offense. I mean, I feel like I can't put it all on him. You know, Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, I don't like those guys in that for Dak, uh, to for him to full, reach his full potential. Um, I feel like they need another receiver. They need to get their own line back healthier. Um, Zeke needs to be gone if you can get something out of him. Or he's really he's opened up. He's open to making um, some contract construction to you know take a pay cut. But I mean Pollard's the guy. You know, uh, hopefully he comes back with a speedy recovery. I know he I think he broke his leg if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, I think that's Pollard's backfield now once he's healthy. I go grab another receiver too next to CD because CD's a superstar. I feel like they should have took more shots with him, and the on the outside, I feel like that's what Seattle did with DK, and that's why they had some success in that first half in the wild card. And then I think that's what kind of kept him in the game for a little bit longer. But I feel like Dallas is right there. You know, you got Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs on that back uh, on that defense. The defense played really good. Like again, like I said, um, I just feel like. Dallas is just right there. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not a Dallas fan, but you know they say they're Super Bowl team. I, I'm not going to say that, but they're they're a good team. They're a hard team to beat out. And then in the other divisional game, the Eagles just steamrolled through the Giants, who I picked to cover the spread in our little little uh, league that I do with my friends. Uh, but the Eagles came out hitting all cylinders. Jalen Hurts looked great. 
Um, the running game looked great. The defense looked great. That's a hard team to beat in Philly. But if anybody can do it, I think it's going to be San Francisco. Uh, they just had all the pieces for it. But, man, Philly looked sensational against New York. They held everybody in check. Kind of made Daniel Jones look like the Daniel Jones that we were used to seeing, accustomed to seeing. Dave Walls did a great job. I think he won Coach of the Year in New York, the New York Giants head coach. I think he won that award this year, rightfully so. Um, but, yeah, Daniel Jones is the guy that we thought he was, in my opinion. He's a, he's a good quarterback. He's a, he's a solid quarterback if he's in the system where everything is just catered to him. You know, the Giants don't have as many receivers. A lot of them got hurt this year. Um, so I feel like if they go address that receiver room, they go all in. Their defense is great. Uh, I think – I'm not going to say great. It's good. They can build around it. They got pieces. They got Lawrence and um, Thibodeau on that D-line, which is their game records already at their age. So I feel like they're not too far behind. I feel like they, if, they, if they're going to stick with Daniel Jones, uh, that they need to just go all in now and go get some receivers. There's guys in the market. There's guys in the draft that just bulk up their receiver position because, I mean, Dayball did a great job uh, of keeping him in situations where he didn't have to be the hero, as most OC should do with a, a young quarterback that has a lot of turnover uh, problems as Dan Jones can't keep the ball away from the defense uh, prior to his Dayball era. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I feel like the Giants are in a good position, but the Eagles are just them but just better at every level. You know, you got – it's hard to compete with A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith out there uh, weekly, and you don't have two corners that can run with them or, you know, the defense that can't run with them because, you know, you got to keep them in a, a situation where they can't, you know, get what they want, but then they can just hand it off to Miles Sanders, and that running game is just crazy. So the Giants were just a little bit uh, lacking star power, in my opinion. I mean, they'll, they'll be decent. They, they, they surprised me. They've definitely changed my opinion on them. So, yeah, that's all i got to say about that game. Um, Mahomes is – had a crazy uh, three quarters, I'll say, on one foot. Uh, his touchdown pass to MVS in the back of the end zone when he moved his moved the backer safety with his eyes to get an opening lane on one foot is kind of crazy. Um, it's like watching Steph Curry play basketball to me. You know, it's just so effortless. It's like he he plays the game at his own you know pace, his own way. He puts his own spin on things, and it's just like Andy's the perfect guy to. Uh, pair them with and they've just been on fire made it to their fifth straight AFC championship game where they take on Cincinnati I know I sound pretty much um, on a repeat but it's the first episode I'm just trying to get back to myself um, but yeah so that's my recap so far of everything that's happened now we're just going to jump into the preview for the two games we only got two games this week um, it's coming to an end unfortunately but this is the best football that we're going to get all year so it's a bittersweet feeling so the first game we'll jump into is the 49ers going up to Philly across the country and playing against the Eagles, number one seed in the NFC. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm interested to see how the line of scrimmage is handled. Um, the Eagles usually dominate the line of scrimmage in every game they play in on both sides. You know, they, they're so deep on that defensive line. They got Riddick, they got, who's been playing great. They got Janamakasu, they got Fletcher Cox. You know, they got Jordan Davis. I think he's back. They got guys, man. They got Brandon Graham. Uh, they just got guys all over that defensive line, and then you – you just pair that with that back end with uh, Bradbury and Slay and uh, C.D. Uh, Johnson, and you just can't beat that. You know, it's kind of hard to go against for four quarters, especially on the road in Philly. You know, it's going to be hard for a young quarterback, too. We haven't even touched on the quarterback that's playing for the 49ers. He's playing great, but that's going to be a tough situation. Um, the Eagles are just, they're well coached. They're, they're physical. They're gritty, but they have stars, you know. I, I'm interested to see how they handle 
A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith out there on that perimeter against Tredavious Ward, you know, who has been attacked recently. Uh, they, they they have a they have a decent secondary, but I feel like the 49ers are best when their front seven is just hitting on all cylinders. They can rush four and just drop back in that big cover three zone and keep everything in front of you, in front of them, and then just come and make the tackle. They have great tacklers on every level, um, and they just they're they fly to the ball. They're physical. So I mean, I'm very interested to see how they go against each other. Um, the Eagles' offense against the 49ers defense and on the other side of things I feel like the 49ers need to get 85 George Kittle a lot of touches this week because he's the mismatch problem I don't if I had to pick a spot to attack on their defense the Eagles defense I go at those linebackers and George Kittle's a perfect matchup just because he's just kind of unguardable in that situation you don't want to put a safety on him because he's too big and he's too physical and then a linebacker can't run with them as much as, you know, the DBs can. So it kind of puts you in a bond. So I feel like if Shanahan, you know, he's he's the best in the business. I mean, I'm I'm just a guy that just talks on the podcast. But if I was in that situation, I'd try to get that guy the ball. Um, CMC, I'll get him early, uh, active early. Debo and some sweeps and some pitches, you know, just to get him some handoffs to get him going. And just show that you're a physical team, too. You know, that's what you kind of make your bread and butter on, just being physical and getting downhill and shoving the ball down the opponent's throat. So I feel like if they do that, I feel like they're going to be in good shape. I would take the 49ers just because that's the team I've picked to make the Super Bowl and some predictions. So I'm going to go with those guys. They just look not unbeatable. They play, they just feel, I feel like they just don't do anything to lose. Purdy's pushed the ball down vertically more than Jimmy G has in his tenure there. So I feel like now they're kind of hitting it on that cylinder that they, they brought Trey Lance in to hit on. And I feel like we've seen tremendous leaps and bounds in their offense. I feel like Iuk has gotten better. I feel like Kittle's gotten more involved now since Purdy's been back, uh, been in the starting lineup. And then, you know, you still got C, uh, CMC and Debo out there. So it's, they're just guys that you don't want to tackle for 60 minutes repeatedly because they're just so physical and fast and athletic. And then Ryan, um, Kyle, he just schemes up to where they're just in a perfect position. So I'm going to take the 49ers in that one in a close game. But if the Eagles lose, don't hold it against me, man, please. It's going to be a great game. Now on to the main event, the Cincinnati Bengals are taking on, for the second consecutive year, the Kansas City Chiefs in a rematch of last year's AFC Championship where the Bengals were just down and out. Then they were down 21-3 before Samaj P. Ryan screened to get him into an 11-point game. And then um, the Chiefs had all the control still right up until that last play of the half where they could have took three, but they decided to get the ball to Tyreek Hill and then he didn't score on like the two yard line. And then from that point on that the Bengals started dropping eight, giving Mahomes different looks and he wasn't comfortable with, and they started getting some pressure with that three after they, you know, cause those are considered in my opinion, uh coverage has, cause you're dropping eight into coverage. So it's kind of hard to find some zones to sit in as a receiver and as a tight end, uh, as in Kelsey's case, you know, uh, and they just did that to the perf- uh, perfection. And then they got Chase involved last year. He made some plays down the stretch. And then Burrow's going to be Burrow, man. He's he's just – he's Brady, in my opinion. You know, it's like you can't rattle him. You know, he's he's on – he's gonna if he sits on that spot all day, you don't get any pressure on him. He's just going to pick you apart no matter what you're in, man zone, no matter how bad his O-line's playing, he has this capability. So it's like how do you beat him, especially when Jamar Chase and – Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, like the guys I just speak, spoke on earlier, just out there, just giving your DBs and linebackers problems just because of they're just gifted, you know. Uh, Zach Taylor's going to have to really just keep uh, pounding that into their offense, just keep being aggressive if I'm them, you know. We're going to see if that Kansas City defense is really 
what everybody makes them. You know, they're not the best, but they 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 they're steady. They're steady. I feel like in my opinion, but I feel like they haven't seen anybody attack them all season. In my opinion, besides Cincinnati, I mean, they don't really see too many teams attack them as much. You know, they went, I think, 13-4, and 14-3. You know, they they play great ball. Spags has them guys uh, prepared. I mean, they make plays, but I feel like Cincinnati's going to get on them. Um, Pat's ankle, he looked uh, on Twitter. They dropped a video of him after inter- uh, the press conference, I think, yesterday. And he was walking without a limp. The line's plus one for y'all betting guys out there, and guys and gals. I would not bet on this game just simply because both teams are just so great. You know, I wouldn't want to lose money. <laughs> I'd just rather just enjoy the game. But, uh, yeah, I feel like Kansas City is going to have to really hit on all cylinders. They're going to have to not match Cincinnati because, I mean, Kansas City, they're, they're their own offense. They, they go at their place. They just need to play their game. As long as Pat's comfortable, he's, he's out there. I don't know how much he's going to run around. I feel like uh, Andy's probably going to get back in that Alex uh, Smith type of offense that he had prior to Mahomes just to keep him steady. I mean, he can make all the throws Alex Smith can make, and he can keep his legs, you know, there just in case he needs them. Travis Kelsey had, to think, 15 catches last week against Jacksonville, which is crazy. So I feel like they're going to keep feeding him, which any smart team would. And then uh, I think Miko Harmon might be back, which would be a huge addition for them in their vertical pass game. I feel like nobody's kind of scared of their vertical threat anymore, which is kind of crazy to say about the Chiefs, uh, which it didn't affect their game at all. They still won 14 games. Pat broke the record for the most 20 yards in a season. So he'll, he'll win the MVP. Um, yeah, but other than that, man, I feel like there's nothing too much you can, you know, switch up about this matchup. They've played each other three times. Uh, you, it's kind of it's almost divisional type of game now. It's like we're used to seeing each other at least once or twice a year. That's why I feel like the Bengals were kind of struggling with the Ravens because the Ravens have a better defense than Buffalo. Um, but they play them all the time, so they just know all their you know you know little subtle uh, moves and stuff like that in a sense. So I feel like this game is kind of be similar to that. But more points are going to be scored. I'm going to take Cincinnati though. Um, number nine under center for the Bengals is just special. I feel like everything's clicking right for them right now, and it's just like kind of hard to beat them, no matter where they go, because they can travel, they can play you at, they can play you in Cincinnati, they can play you anywhere. Um, and they just got the pieces, man. I think uh, Kansas City's defense isn't going to be able to stop them as much as they they feel like they can, but I could be wrong. And Kansas City still has the best player in the NFL. In my opinion, Pat Mahomes, he's special. He's the best I've ever seen. So, I mean, I'm going to take Cincinnati in the AFC, and I'm going to take the 49ers in the NFC. And with that being said, that's going to be it for my first episode back. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, it's going to be a great semester. I feel like um, we're gonna, I'm going to dabble into some pre-draft stuff soon. Once the season's over, I'm going to do some mock drafts. I'm going to rebuild some franchises and if, if I was the GM so I, I think it's gonna be a pretty fun semester and um that being said I'm gonna get out of here thanks guys